This is a recording of the first post on Base Point, which is entitled Plastic, Rigid, and Polarized. The internet has allowed us to self-segregate into groups based on our temperament and to carve out a perfectly customized virtual space. Your internet is different from mine, but both are the emergent creation of all the interests and biases that we've overtly or subtly communicated to its many tentacled censors over time. The main fault line of our polarization is a doozy. It's no surprise that we're stuck on this one, as it's a millennia-old philosophical question that hits the bedrock of our conceptions of human nature. This divide has many names. The unconstrained versus the constrained, to quote Thomas Sowell, the utopian versus the tragic, the Rousseauian versus the Hobbesian. I call it uh, the question of human plasticity, and it goes a little something like this. The plastic human would be innately good. The things standing between man and his true nature are corrupt systems. Changing these systems can free man from the chains of history and let him flourish. Human nature is therefore fluid, changeable, and progress is reasonable and necessary. The avatar of this position is a progressive. The second vision of humanity, the constrained, the tragic, or the Hobbesian, or the rigid version of humanity, is that humans are innately neither good nor bad. They are animals who will act opportunistically um, if given a chance. Systems, cultures, and society can have a civilizing influence and set incentives for people to work in the interests of a greater good. But human nature is fixed, and progress is necessarily constrained by it. The avatar of this position is the conservative, or essentially even even some libertarians, some reactionaries, neo-reactionaries, um, anyone who does not subscribe to the progressive vision. These two assumptions are hardened and polished by a relentless wave of confirmation bias, which the internet is a large confirmation bias machine, into ever-tightening ideological silos. And nowadays, we are facing a tribal battle like the world has never seen before, more sophisticated and more naive at the same time. It is sophisticated because almost all our intellectual giants are fighting this battle tooth and nail, and naive because it completely lacks self-awareness. There is no conspiracy here. The algorithm is deaf, dumb, and blind, but has the age-old imperative of any system that wants to see tomorrow, to grow and reproduce. No dark forces are to blame. It's not Fox News, the Jews, nor sinister cabal of neo-Marxists. Our current situation is a product of the aggregate of millions of signals about what it takes to keep you online, what it takes to keep you interested, and what it takes to have the system that is the internet or Google or whatever social media platform you want to mention um, alive and, you know, keeps it fed with uh, the juice that is your dopamine exchange. It turns out that what you like is outrage, you like cohesive narratives that match your biases, and that what you don't like is cognitive dissonance. And in that, you are just like everyone else. 
alternative facts was a punchline and i remember the the waves of uh, of ridicule and derision that this uh this little phrase got um but it is the closest thing we have to the truth humans do not see facts we see factions raw data makes our eyes gloss over until a trusted source interprets it even if we're inclined to look at stark naked data Researching the facts usually means scanning for glowing fragments of proof that our side is right. The way out is recognizing the narrative, refusing to confuse it with fact, and getting out of the activist dissident roles it has carved out for us. If we continue to play these roles, and if we continue to to fit into this uh, Manichaean mold that... Um, that our culture, our narratives have laid out for us, we will continue to prop up the story. We're going to confirm the narrative by giving both sides their um, antagonist. Because it is not the, the hero of the story that makes the story. It is the righteous battle with the antagonist that supports it. Once the antagonist has gone away, um, there is no story. There is nothing to fight. And if we we refuse to um, to step into these roles for one another, to be the activist, to be the dissident, then everything that's left is the peaceful reality that we're actually inhabiting. So um, that was my first post. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, see you in the next one.